everybody. Welcome back to Title Town Sports. Oh, uh, hey there. We are excited to be with you for another year of uh, adequate sports coverage. Yeah. I'm going to call it. Slightly above average sports talk once a week, baby. Yeah. We back. <laughs> We're your hosts. I'm Melissa Burns now. Burnsy. Uh-huh. Trying that one on for size. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I am still Craig Stanton. <laughs> Next week, I might be Melissa Clark again. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I can't guarantee I'm ready to commit Season to that. Season two featuring Burnsy. <laughs> yes. We'll have to get used to that one. Multi-personality. Uh, but yeah, we are back for season two. Uh, we're very happy to be here. Yes. We've got some new shit, uh, some of the same shit, but also yeah. some new shit. <laughs> we're going to spice it up a little. Uh, that we're going to be sort of announcing as we get it ready over the next couple of weeks. But let me tell you, one that I'm really excited about that I want to tell the people about right now. Give it to them. You know what the number one fucking thing that people tell me about this show is? That we don't know what we're talking about? We know what the number two thing that people tell me about this show is? <laughs> What's that, Craig? Is that they want to call in, Melissa. Is that they want oh. to call and they want to they want to they want to either tell us that we're stupid and wrong or they want to Mostly. maybe someone wants to praise us and oh. give us nice compliments or at the very least they want to share their takes. So what did we do? We made a phone number up. We got a fucking phone line. We're paying Sprint <laughs> 15 bucks a month. No, that's not really true. But if you do want to call us, we now have a call in line. Yeah. Uh, do you know the number yet, Melissa? I know it starts 904. 904. Eight seven. I knew it was an eight. Fuck. I should. T T pod. Whoa. Nine zero four eight seven. T T pod. We're mixing up the letters and the numbers. It's too much. It's wild. So nine zero four eight seven. T T pod. Nine zero nine like September. Got it. Zero four like the year the Red Sox won the World Series. <laughs> Eighty seven like Rob Gronkowski. T T pod like Title Town podcast. Oh my god. Bang. I like it. Bang. Call us up. You're gonna get a voicemail. No, no one's going to pick up this phone. Yeah, don't call us expecting to talk Leave to us. Leave us your take and we might put you on the show. If you compliment us, we will definitely put you on the show. You'll get in there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the trick. Uh, but yeah, you can We're call that shit. We're not about pandering. You can call that shit right now. It's a live line 24-7. Give mm-hmm. us a buzz. Leave your take and uh, you may just find yourself on this week's episode. And you can always interact with us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Another big announcement. Well. What's the handle for all those things, Clark? Burnsy? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's changed recently. Sure it has. turns out the only people that abbreviate a podcast to cast are me and Craig. Yep. So it's now T- Title Town Pod. Title Town Pod, baby. No more cast. Title Town yep. Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere that uh, that stuff is found. Yeah. Title Town Pod. So doesn't sh- make any goddamn sense to abbreviate <laughs> podcast as pod, but whatever. That's what everybody else does. So now we're doing it we're too. Just following suit. It's how the world works. <laughs> yeah. We're just getting in line. So uh, yeah. Happy to be back. Those are our two yeah. big announcements. 904-87-TT-POD is the number. Give us a fucking buzz. I cannot wait to hear those voicemails. And uh, yeah, the, on this week's episode, we're going to, or on today's episode, I should say, we're going to get yeah. into some opening takes from the summer. Yeah. A lot happened since we've been gone. Yeah. We're going to get back in the pool of, uh, you know, having opinions on Boston sports dipping our toes in and then we're going to take a portion of the uh, channel media Boston New England sports survey yeah and let you know our thoughts on uh, who stands where in the uh, Boston sports landscape very exciting should be a good time good stuff all right enjoy the episode Bye. bye What's going on, Melissa? Not too much. How are you, Craig? I'm freaking great. Did you have a good summer? I sure did. How about you? Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. We're sweating it out here at the Tattletown uh, satellite offices in Quincy. Yep. Near the water, but not experiencing any of it. Smell the salt air. Also, air conditioning is tight. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I had a good summer. I had a good summer. (laughs) 
good little break. Stepped away from uh, from the weekly grind of uh, doing this podcast, but I'm happy to be back. Yeah, got to like lighten our mood a little bit. Not feel like we have to yell at sports for yeah. a couple of months. It was nice, relaxing. Uh, on the other hand, though, yeah, I do have some takes I want to get off my chest. Me too. I've been building them up. So, yeah, I've been I've been building them up and giving them to my friends and family unsolicited because <laughs> I don't have an outlet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like to start or would you like me to? You can start. Okay. This is a ma- just a massive Info picture, dump. like getting back into the groove yeah. type of take. Yeah. Ride along with us here, here people. We're going to jump all over the place. All right. Here it is. Okay. I actually like the Boston Red Sox quite a bit. Breaking news. Yeah. I would concur. <laughs> not where we left off. Not what you would expect to hear coming back. Yeah. I think our last episode was in like mm, June. June. Beginning of June. Yeah. So like... And really, we hadn't been focusing too much on them because we had the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. And like, just right. as it was sort of like stuff that mattered that time of year where it's like, okay, baseball, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like right around there is uh, where we stopped. It's like but, your annoying cousin showing up. You're like, oh, oh God, God, you're here again. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is I, I, I guess I didn't really realize this until it happened. But like the degree to which the Red Sox are good and also likable really kind of affects my interest in baseball overall. Like last year, although the Red Sox were a good team, I didn't find them nearly as likable or entertaining as they are this year. Yeah. It's not all just about how good they are. And they're much better this year than they were last year. But they were, I mean, they won the division last year. They weren't a bad team, but like just, it just didn't feel good. Like John, I fucking hated John Farrell. David Price sucks. Dustin Pedroia yeah, was kind of being a little bit of a bitch. And like, I don't know. Those things don't, I mean, obviously Farrell's gone. Pejoria has been away from the team all year. Yeah. Uh, Addition by subtraction. David apparently. Price is still kicking around being a pud, but like yeah, overall, I find this team super fucking entertaining and super like likable overall. And they're just nasty. I was looking it up today. They, do you know, they lead all of major league baseball in bless you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dog. Uh, <laughs> they lead all of major league baseball in Hits, runs, RBIs, home runs, and team batting average. Oh, shit. It's fucking insane. And like JD Martinez and Mookie Betts are at the top of like any category of offensive statistics in all of MLB. They're like both in contention for an MVP. It's fucking great. JD particularly for, or potentially for a uh, triple Triple crown. crown. Yeah, he's like one homer away from being in the lead for triple crown. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Do you think that more than in any sport, in baseball, it matters if you like the people on the field. Like you can cheer less for the laundry. It's pretty, it's a, it, you know, they say the non-helmet sports, you know, like mm. basketball and baseball and shit like that. Like you can like, there's a little bit more room for personality. One thing that I like about this team though, is like, I feel like with the Red Sox, there's always like this cheese factor, like organizationally, like the Red Sox sure. haven't been very like cool over yeah, the years. No, like over they the don't top. really know how to like just fucking be cool. And like a lot of the cheese elements, like I really didn't like the whole like dancing in the outfield thing last year. Really? I thought that was, oh, I fucking See, I think hated stuff that. Like that's fun. I hated that. Well, I think stuff like that's fun when it's like organic, but like they just like, I don't know. I felt like they were forcing it. Like they like felt like they had to do it. I don't know. I wasn't a fucking big fan. And like this year they haven't like forced any person personalities on us. Like it's, they're basically just letting their play on the field be like the primary driver of like, bringing people in to watch the team. And yeah. like, I haven't really felt like the Red Sox organization has been like beating me over the head with like, 
you know, JD Martinez doing like Dunkin' Donuts commercials and shit like that. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. You don't, there's not as much Wally in your face. Even. Yeah. 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 Like I, I mean, feel like when they're good, they can like sort of not have to do all that like corny fucking crap to get people into the stands. Yeah. yeah people yeah, yeah, are just yeah. there. Um, and maybe that's part of, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think there's been less of a cheese factor with the Red Sox yeah. this year than there have been in previous years. They have been consistently good too. You know, I think in years past, there would be ups and downs. There's always like kind of peaks and valleys mm-hmm. in, a, in a baseball season. And that has certainly existed to some extent this year. But like they they just lost three to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Three or four. And it was the first sweep that they've been a victim to all season. Yeah. And so like, which is wild. Yeah, that's that crazy. in and of itself, that's crazy. the fact that that's happened in August right. is crazy. At the end of August, which means like how consistent are they that they're like going in and like you can go to Fenway and the, you know, they're probably going to win while you're there. Fuck like yeah. that makes a much more enjoyable experience. Or, yeah. They've been, go ahead. Sorry. No, you watch them on TV. It's kind of the same thing. You're not like, Oh my God. in a seven game losing streak where you just can't invest three and a half hours of your right, life. Right. To, for them to just, you know, blow it in the nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, they've been their, I think their biggest strength all year. Like the reason that they have been like, that they're like pretty far and away, like clear cut, probably going to win the division here. Like, yeah, is that they've just been so good at like, it's almost been Patriot esque, like their ability to like beat up on the bad teams, like beat the teams yeah. they should beat. That's the biggest yeah. difference between them and the Yankees right now. Like when we were talking a few months ago, Yankees and them were like at the beginning of the season, we're sort of trading off in first place, like right around there. But in the in the intervening three or four months, like the Yankees have fallen way behind. I think at the peak, they were like 11 games back or 10 and a half yeah, games crazy. back or something like that after the Sox swept them in that series like a couple weeks ago. But like they've been really good at like taking care of business against bad teams. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. People sometimes hold that against good teams. And it's like, well, they yeah, they have all these wins, but it was against bad teams. And it's like, well, they didn't put those teams can't together the schedule. and right. they, like, I mean, they can't control who those other teams have on them. All right. you can control is what you do when you're playing them. Yeah, there is though. I mean, it is true that like the league sucks. Like, oh, there's yeah. so many bad teams this year. It's wild. Like it, the, the American league is literally like the Astros, the Indians, the Sox, and like the Yankees. Right. That's it. It's a, it's a, it's a four team league. Like that's that, that will be the playoffs and that will be, those are the teams. Yeah. And it's creating this huge disparity too, where like your top teams are hitting 95 wins in a season yeah. because everyone else has like 32. Right. Yeah. There's no, that's there's not no, good globally there's no middle class baseball. in major yeah. league baseball right now. There's, exactly. there's winners and losers and yeah. that is fucking it. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, you know, you look at the Yankees and you know, both teams had veteran managers get fired last year and replaced with first-year managers, Alex Gore for the Red Sox yeah. and fucking Aaron, and fucking Boone, Aaron Boone, straight from the him. broadcast booth. Dude's never managed a little league team. Yeah. And he's managing the New York goddamn Yankees. And like, he can't get them to play hard for and beat bad competition. Like, that's the biggest difference. Their record against good teams is decent. Sure. It's better than, the, or at least at a time, it was better than the Red Sox's record against good teams. But the Red Sox are just like cleaning up on all this trash. Which is fun for yeah. now. They might get their doors blown off in the playoffs. We'll, we'll see. And that does become the challenge, right? It's yeah. like, okay, so well, if you only really beat the great, the shitty teams, like, well, what happens when you play the other good teams for seven games? Yeah, that's the million dollar question. If they if they lose in the first round of the playoffs this year, I will be disappointment. Pissed. Disappointment. Oh, I'll be beyond disappointed. I'll be pissed. Wow, they're too good. They're this is a fucking very good team. This is like, it could be like an all time, just regular season wise. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it, objectively already it is yeah. an all time regular they're, season Red Sox team. We were talking about this right before and it's like, they're on pace to win well over a hundred games. And the last time that happened, 
1946. 46. Do you know how fucking long ago that is? The war was over and Hitler was dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there come on, boys and blue. And like, that's mind boggling. Yeah, it's a long fucking time. To me. And and the Red Sox have not been. And they're going to win like 113 or something. Right, they're going to win yeah. like a fucking well over 100 games. And they've won three World Series since then. It's not like they've just been. Wallowing. Yeah. And- Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Um, And just like shitty for. However many fucking years that is, 80 years, something like that. Yeah. That doesn't check yeah. out. I mean, there have been some shitty years in there for sure. But 70 years? Huh? 70? <laughs> it's close to 80. Closer to 80 than 70. No. 46? To 18? To 26 would be 80 years. Right. So, so 46 s- to... Well, I guess you're not going to go backwards. 2016 would be... 70 years. 70 years. So 72 years. Yeah, 72 years. Cut out all that middle shit. Just leave Boom. it with me saying Done. 72 years. <laughs> Super cut. <laughs> So yeah, that's my take on the Red Sox. Basically, is that I like them. They're really freaking good. Yeah. Uh, their bullpen sort of sucks. Their bullpen but whatever, is terrible. Whatever. That could be their whatever. Achilles heel in the playoffs. Nobody's perfect. Well, if their starters pitching, can fucking throw smoke and they hit like they are capable of hitting, you can win a World Series that way. Yeah. Okay. One of their starters is David Price, the fucking implosion of all playoff yeah, that guy sucks. starting pitchers. So the odds of him well, like, actually, giving he hasn't eight good recently. innings. He just sucks as a person. He sucked last night. Not to time ourselves, but he got, he was losing David Price style, losing the game, g- gets hit with a line drive off the wrist. Did you see I that replay? Yes, probably hurts. And then is out. And I was like, fucking David Did Price. Did you see the replay of that comebacker that hit him in the wrist? No. I don't Dude, know. that ball was coming at his face. At, like it was going to hit him right between the fucking eyes. The replay of that is wild. <laughs> it's, it was like a, it was like a straight line right at his fucking kisser. And he like throws up his arm and like saves his life. I think it'll be okay though. Whatever. Whatever. We'll see. The big question is, can they be a good competition? And if they leave, if they, if they get bounced from the playoffs in the first round again this year, I'll be very upset. Yeah. That will be a a lost opportunity for sure. And some quick, uh, like take penance. We were both very wrong about JD. Yeah, we sure were. We were not psyched about that signing when they got him. Who the fuck was? I'm sorry for not watching a bunch of Arizona Diamondback baseball last year. My bad. (laughs) Yeah. I guess Dave Dombrowski knew. Apparently. He was right. He's got NL scouts. We were wrong. (laughs) We were wrong. (laughs) That and I definitely didn't think they would win 100 games. So whatever. Okay. I think at that point, though, I haven't done it yet. Hadn't watched (laughs) a lot of the league. Because, you know, whatever, sure. there were other sports you? happening. But right. like, I didn't realize how bad a lot of teams were this year. Like, there's a lot of bad teams. Yeah, it's a big drop off. Yeah, yeah, For yeah, sure. Yeah. As we said. All right. What's your opening take after three months of uh, hibernation? Well, um, I mean, we talked Beachside about... Beachside hibernation. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about the Red Sox. You know, the one other team that's kind of in play right now mm-hmm. is the Patriots. They're gearing up for their season. And my opening take is the same as my closing take on last <laughs> season that... I still fucking hate Tom Brady. I actually think I've, I hate him more now. I'm still going to cheer for him because it's not baseball. So you do cheer for right. the uniform. Right. And right. like he's a Patriot. So he's who I'll cheer for. But I think man, we'll- his douche factor is just increasing and increasing and increasing. And like mm. everything that he says, he's just, he had that knack before. Like he knew how to kind of make you like him and make you be on his side, but he never really said anything. He never gave anything away. He yeah. Was, I think it was more like not now, saying anything to make you dislike him right. necessarily it was you yeah because it's like you like him by default you start off like sure him he's a great player he's plays for awesome. your team yeah so why would you have anything but good things to say yeah, about unless him? he says something really off-putting like then, he already has your investment because right. he's the greatest right. fucking quarterback of all time and he's pretty non-committal about everything and like 
you know, he's just Tom Brady and he's the greatest of all time. And like, we love him. And he's from Boston. And, you know, he he's does not from Boston, but okay. I mean, he plays in Boston. Listen, <laughs> it's our first time out. Uh, Cobwebs. Yeah. In my brain. You know, and he does his weird Ugg commercials and like. Yeah, there was a little hints, sure. hints of douche earlier. Yeah, on, but yeah. he didn't speak. I think that was the difference. Those are all print ads. That is the difference. Now he speaks and it's not working for him. Yeah. I mean, you had obviously last season, you had the Facebook documentary. The worst thing, decision he ever made. I actually didn't think it was too bad. Well, A lot of it the, was him like doing football stuff, which I actually kind of enjoyed. Sure. But looking back now, I think that he opened himself up for questions and criticism that he'd never really faced before, particularly when they lost the Super Bowl. Then he came out with that last episode where like he's talking about spending time with his family what's the point of all of this and like all this like existential we don't need to like rehash this because we talked about it extensively when it happened but you know i kind of thought like all right well they're getting into training camp and like all will be forgotten right and he'll play well and he's gonna get everybody like up to speed and they're gonna look great and then they've looked fine but edelman got popped for four games Mm -hmm. right got a PED suspension and it was not overturned. It was upheld. Yeah. And so now the questions are out because Edelman also trained with Alex Guerrero. All of a sudden people are asking him questions and he's getting pissed about it. And it's like, Tom, you chose to make Alex Guerrero a part of your brand and what you stand for and who you support. The only reason anybody knows Alex Guerrero's name is Tom Brady. Right. (laughs) And now he's mad that there's this controversy around him and people are asking Tom about it. Like, yeah, dude, of course they're asking you about it. And, and the way he's responding isn't helping himself. And the most recent round of questioning regarding yeah. that was Brady actually like won. Like he like midway through last year, the big scandal was that Guerrero was like banned more or less from right. like team activity. He could like he could travel, but on Tom's dime or on right, his own right, dime. Right. He was no longer on the team playing. Right. He was no longer on the sidelines and he couldn't right. work on any players other than Tom in the facility everybody else right. who, like you could go to alex but you had to walk across the street and go to team right. and, but he was next door like he wasn't right, 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 right. you know but in like Medford that was like the team saying like this Separate. guy's over here we're over here and then just recently fast forward like to now right last week the carolina preseason game alex Guerrero was on the plane so that that whole thing where tom brady hangs up on weei doing his like weekly spot right hung up on him when all they did was ask him about the fe- like are you glad that to see that like Guerrero's back. Yeah. It's a pretty innocuous interview that and they it's do a every week. For They're him. on his side. He should be like, fuck yeah, that's my trainer. Yeah, that's my great. dude. He's a godson of my right. child. Like, yeah, I'm happy he's on the fucking plane. Right. Yeah, Instead you know, I'm getting like, the treatment sorry, I need Click. and like, you know, the the person that supports me the best and like what I think is the best for my body and my career and my longevity and like, yeah, it's yeah, great like to have him He's your there. guy, man. Don't like, don't pretend like well, he's not your guy. Well, even though he's sketchy as fuck. Yeah, but you're making him sketchier by not engaging <laughs> in the conversation. It's like you're a political operative and you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. They're asking you about this guy that has this bad reputation and they're giving you a slam dunk question. They're not asking about a lot of the controversy. They're not digging in. They're giving you kind of a softball to like extol the virtues of Alex Guerrero right. and your TB12 method and all that bullshit. And you make it fucking weird. Like the, the by hanging, like I, what, what are we missing? Right. You're making people want to dig the deeper. headline on like dead spin was, Tom Brady refuses to answer questions about his sketchy trainer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you allowed for that to be the reality. Right. Instead of just giving some like benign 
answer like you just said yeah now now we're all curious about like what the fuck is going right. on what's the real story here then I it still, makes you think there's more of a story than there probably even is but he's making it weird my whole hope is that once we actually play games that matter we'll be back to liking Tom Brady again because like well, if the, they win yeah, I mean, they'll, my biggest they'll fear. Win. They're I not going to not. What do you think? So, they're going to go like fucking like six and nine? Four and 12. It's the year, baby. Wait, no. shit. We always do this with the math. It would be six, six and, and 10. ten. <laughs> I know. We're not. Math, not our strong suit. I meant they would go six and nine going into week 17. Then yes. they have one more game. Yeah, exactly. They'd have a chance. <laughs> but like, they're going to be good. They're going to, you know, they're going to sure. make the playoffs. They're not going to suck. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not disagreeing. They play in a shitty division. They better make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, no, that, that's, that's ridiculous. Of course, melt, they're going to make the playoffs. That's an epic meltdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entire if they don't make the playoffs, area something, of something New England will be crazier happened yeah. than yes. Alex Guerrero. We'll right. be talking about a bigger fish to fry there. Right. But I mean, Tom's lost some of his targets. Like his number one receiver now for the next four weeks is Chris Hogan. Fucking Chris Hogan. Yeah, I mean, he's got Gronk. So as long as Gronk can stay on the field, fine. But you're really going to rely on. Tom DeGronk, Tom DeGronk. Like eventually teams are going to have a way to cover that if you don't have another option. Yeah. Or Robin Kozicki will get hurt. Which right. Because will... right, he's made of glass. Made of glass. Are you worried about that at all? That's kind of been, uh, if there's been like one sort of, I think, driving story over the last like couple of weeks in Patriots training camp, it's probably been like the lack of depth at, depth yeah. at receiver. Like they signed Eric Decker. He really sucks. <laughs> then he retires. Quote unquote retires. Well, they needed to fill the void of a handsome white guy. They lost, <laughs> they lost Amendola. Amendola. They to bring in Decker. Yeah, people were talking about like, oh, he retired. And they got to like, yeah, have at he was least get cut. He sucked. three handsome white guys on the offense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I, are you worried about that at all? Yeah, because they're going to... Chris Hogan, to, Cordell Patterson. Chris Hogan with his wide set eyes. They're going to have to throw Gronk out there like every series. Yeah. And and when you do that, like you're just asking for teams to go after him, mm -hmm. which in turn leads to injury. Yeah. And and I think like, yeah, okay, Chris Hogan and Tom Brady have had good chemistry in the past. He's also dropped some like pretty important balls in the past too. And he's really good when you have two other better receivers exactly, on the field. Exactly. Because if, 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 if he can be covered by uh, their number two corner, douche. like yeah. fucking uh, no way he can beat yeah. them. If Chris Hogan's your number one receiver, you're probably not yeah, you're poor. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you know, the, the Patriots will always have like some guy that comes out of fucking nowhere, i.e. Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, that, you know, all of a sudden just like runs away with the season. Yeah, I that's that's kind of where I am on it. Like, I get that. Like, it looks not great, but like it never does. And they they're always pull pretty it out. good. I mean, I, I haven't seen there hasn't been an, a Patriots team that's been crippled by their inabilities on offense for like over sure. 10 years, like 2006 was sort of the year that everybody goes through, goes to when you talk about like not giving Tom Brady enough mm -hmm. weaponry, but like since then, like they've been fine and they've had ups and downs and we've had concerns about like, who's he going to throw to and like blah, 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 blah. And it's like pretty much always been okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll see on that one, but we'll see how the defense I'm not looks too. losing my mind over it. Not because at the end of the day, like reigning NFL MVP Tom Brady is still the quarterback of this team, which is all douchiness aside. Like I feel good about that. Like that's sure. I'm excited to root for number 12, the football player, not like the listening person. to Tom Brady speak at me yeah. about like dumb crap. Just no more stupid interviews. Just play some football. Yeah. Don't Let's put out go. your weird. This has been like the longest off season of my life. I also agree with that. And I think it's because of the way the season ended uh, and we never got a break. It just never stopped. Yeah. It was that shitty loss in the Super Bowl. It was so hard to get over. Even today, I like super not over. I can't. I can't over it. get over it. Got to be over it ever. We'll get into that in this survey thing coming up. 
Yeah. And, and but so it's like you, you still are thinking about that. You're down. You're depressed about it. it. You just keep being reminded of it. Yeah. With the, you know, Tom Brady out in your face and like all the drama that's kind of surrounded them all year mm-hmm. about Tom not going to OTAs and like Danny Amendola going to Miami and and doing interviews, taking dumps on Bill Belichick yeah, and Malcolm right. Butler doing interviews and Jimmy G banging porn stars and like getting paid millions <laughs> of dollars and shit. And yeah, it's, it's literally has been like the longest off season of my life. For the yeah, so it's I'm been fucking horrible. ready for week one in a big way. Two weeks to go. Huh. Feel good. I feel like I feel got better. A, I feel like I got a lot off my chest. Yeah, I, th- I feel like I could go for for longer, but it's OK. We'll save yeah, it. We got a long season wanna, ahead Yeah, of us. they don't want to keep listening to us just <laughs> yell about the same things. All right, you want to do this survey thing? Yeah, I sure do. Sick. It's a little backstory. Uh, Channel Media Group, which I guess is like a survey organization, does this survey pretty much every year uh, for New England sports, and they ask, I think it was 16,000 survey takers yeah what's the word for that serve not surveyors surveys sure. whatever the 16,000 people, people men on the street people on the street <laughs> 16,000 people in the new england area were uh took the survey and it's all about sort of like where where you are as it relates to the teams in town and uh what you think what you think they're up to kind of like where you rank them all relative to one another right um and they do it every year and this year I wanted to run through. I think this is a good way to get ourselves uh, yeah, back into the back into the the swing of things with all four teams in town. Yep. Uh, so uh, let me start with you, okay, Melissa. First question: uh, Which team's leadership has done the best job this most recent season? So, like, which front office have are you the most pleased with yeah. from the last year? Um, I, I would go with Danny Ainge. Yeah, I and agree. the Celtics. I think it's gotta be. They, yeah, they signed a bunch of superstars, which was great. It's fucking great the by best. him. Yeah, that's what you But need. even when they went down, look at how fucking far they went. The Eastern Conference Finals, nobody thought they were going to go that far. Yeah. And like, he found the right players. He put them together in the right place. He has the right head coach to like get the most out of the people that he signed. And he's sick. It's sick. His like, drafts have been great. The draft picks yeah. are all panning out. His trades His have been trades great. His trades are smart. And the free agent signings have been great. Yeah. I don't know how this isn't right. getting age. The, the people. 100% I don't know how it's not. The people decided it was Bill. I don't understand that. And we'll, there are some the, other questions the, that follow this first question that are like in conflict with this. But Danny came in second place. Bill Belichick had forty two percent of the vote for this. Danny Ainge had twenty five. So sure, he's hanging on. And but he's 25%. actually tied with Dave Dombrowski. Actually, uh, yeah, uh, who I think did well in signing JD Martinez. And I mean, yeah, he was if right you give about him that. credit for Chris Sale. That was really two years ago. But really, right. I mean, JD Martinez made a huge impact this year. But I don't know. Not like not like Danny. I mean, he's Danny's saying- number one. No, yeah, by, by far. If we're far just looking away. at last year, Danny's number one. And I don't know, saying. like, okay, even if you told me Dave Dombrowski was going to be higher than Danny Ainge, fine. I don't know how Bill Belichick can be the highest in that category. Uh, That's again, insane to me. Last after, year specifically. Yeah, right. It's specific to last year. That is like a prime case of like resting on your laurels yeah, yeah, and yeah, your yeah. reputation carrying you to the lead. Losing the Super Bowl, benching Malcolm Butler and trading right. Jimmy Garoppolo for a bucket of fucking You didn't lose balls. the Super Bowl. Because they were just the better team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made, as the coach, who also is the front office in this case, made a decision that probably cost you the Super Bowl. For sure. Anyway. Next. All right. Okay. So what team do you think is most likely to win a championship the soonest? <laughs> the weirdly worded question. Next. Yeah. So next title in next, Boston. Yeah, exactly. Um, and as title town, that's very important to us. Honestly, 
Mm-hmm. I think it's still the Patriots. I really do. Like I think like I, I, they've gone to three out of the last four Super Bowls, yeah. and in the year that they didn't, and it, so three out of the last four Super Bowls, winning two of them, losing right. one, and in the year they didn't, they went to the AFC Championship game. Like I don't see how you could answer this any other way. The Celtics are really fucking good, but like you got Golden State there, who's just like the bully right, on the schoolyard. Right. They'll probably win the Eastern Conference the Red this Sox year. Are also really good, but I have no confidence that they're gonna like. I mean, there's nothing that they have done other than like have a really great regular season that would mm-hmm. let you think that leads you to believe that they're gonna win the fucking World Series. Like, I don't know, they might, but I, I just if I had to bet on who's gonna win the next title, I would say Patriots. Yeah, you're probably right. I, we kind of talked about the Red Sox thing earlier. Who the Red Sox actually won this category, I guess, for lack of a better yeah, word. Fifty one percent. And but Patriots were second place with 36. I and then a steep drop off for Celtics. Eight okay. percent. That's I have, surprising. Yeah, I have two thoughts about it. One, I'm shocked by the Red Sox thing. I think that's like a recency effect. Like they're the team that's playing right now. Nice. They have no bullpen. Good, so good data term. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see if they can even get through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if they make it through the ALCS to the World They've Series. They've won. They, they're what one and nine over in the, their last two playoff appearances. Yeah, not ideal. No, one and six because it's a five game series in the first round. They've won one game last two years two in the years. playoffs. They got swept two years ago and they won one last year. Um, not great. And it's been, it's basically the same team except for JD Martinez is there this year. Right. And Alex Cora is the manager. And Cora. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I'm shocked that the Celtics only coming in with 8%. Yeah. That seems strange to that me. That seems low. But I mean, I guess it's like that, you know, the NBA is just, we've talked about this before. It's pretty predictable in terms of who's going to win. And That's I mean, true. just the fact that Golden State is there is like, yeah, but they're one, I mean, one injury and like, true. you know, yeah. the Celtics could have them. All right. What's next? Ooh, this one's great. So this was, this was, this question's interesting. So this is like a write in. Yeah. Uh, and so in your view, Melissa, what was the worst thing to happen in Boston sports in the last year? So I th- I can see what people wrote in. So I think I'm a little swayed by this. So <laughs> I'm so going to give you one from <laughs> Should have done this double blind. Yeah. And then I'm going to give you one that's not on this list. Okay, great. My first one is I think the Jimmy G trade was by far Interesting. the worst thing that happened because I think that's a long-term problem. Yeah, for sure. You, you traded away the future mm-hmm. and that's always a problem. And what the Patriots were always known for was like team and winning above your feelings. And that Jimmy G, G trade, I'm going to learn how to say that again. That Jimmy, Jimmy. G trade uh, was very counterintuitive to that idea. I agree with your rationale, although that's not my pick. But give me your other one that's not on the list first. My other one, I think the worst thing that happened in Boston sports last year was Gordon Hayward going down in game one. Good one. Yes. <laughs> Good one. Different. <laughs> that's sort of like a different interpretation of the term worst. Yeah. <laughs> like most horrific. Yeah. Yeah. And that did take the wind out of people's sails quite a bit. I think like Danny had done so much work and like they had that team together and people were so excited and like where they ended up was great. But in that moment when that happened, yeah, I, that was I mean, huge. I remember on our group text, we were all like, fuck it. There goes that season. Yeah. yeah. Right? I think, yeah. And d- that, if this survey uh, was uh, given in like, yeah, November of last yeah, year, that probably would have right. been, that been, there was that visceral reaction when it first happened. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. What's yours? Uh, Malcolm Butler. It has to be Malcolm Butler for me. The thing with, see, I, I'm with you on Jimmy G, but the thing with Jimmy, the reason that the Butler thing is, takes it for me is that we're assuming Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a really good NFL quarterback. Yes, we're assuming that he projects out and like fulfills what we think he's going to be. But like, really, we don't know that. Yet. Sure. It's not uncommon for quarterbacks to come out of nowhere in year one when teams don't have any tape on them or whatever and like win some games and then like take a big step back the next year. And then sometimes, they're never fucking good again. Look at 
you know, RG3 or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's no shortage. That guy of, the Jets just traded. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's like, there's Teddy a, something. Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, they're all over the place. <laughs> Fill in the gap. Not for to me, mention <laughs> injuries or like whatever, you know, it's, it's not like a definite thing that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be like the next great fucking quarterback. Yeah. It, it is a definite likely. thing though, that at least in my mind, that if Bill Belichick plays Malcolm Butler in that Super Bowl, that they win. Yeah. He gets one stop and so they fucking like, win one stop. So one like, you, singular, they like, that is like already like in the books, like the hit time will not change that horrible decision. Right. The Jimmy G thing, if he ends up sucking and like maybe the Pats can, I think, get back to another Super Bowl. I don't think that's unreasonable. Win another one. I don't think that's unreasonable. You know, 10 years from now, Jimmy G's some like random obscure player, like right. Some that, trivia that question. Never like, went anywhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like then, you know, we look back at that and be like, Oh, it's a big deal at the time, but like didn't really, you know, so anyways, that's I have, mine. I be believe in Jimmy. The other ones were the other ones that people wrote in. So, so 25% of the people said losing the Super Bowl just generically. Sure. That's very huge. like generic, which is kind of like saying the Malcolm Butler benching, which was third place, 13%. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo trade was second place, 16%. And then Red Sox getting beat by the Astros who, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm only shocked. 10%, but like second year in a row losing in the first round, like that's not great, especially after winning the division. Yeah. But like you, the Astros went on to win the World Series. Like how I mad mean, can you really You look be? at this and it's like 40% of the write-ins were Patriots things. And like, well, we don't know the yeah. things that are below 10%, yeah. right? We only have the top four answers. Right. And so when you think about like, where do people kind of, where do people go when they're asked that question? Yeah, it seems sure. to be very like Patriots heavy is what they Yeah, well, in a year at. where, you know, think about when people are taking the survey. The Red Sox are raking. Yeah. The Celtics overachieved. Right. The Bruins achieved. They sure. overachieved in the regular season, but they and achieved they've been kind of in out, the playoffs. out of your mind and the, and for the, a month, the, six weeks. Like, yeah, you're not yeah, yeah. thinking about. But like, I will never stop thinking about Super Bowl 52. I will. Yeah, agreed. That is um, etched in all of our minds. I will always remember where I was <sighs> when that occurred. Not over it. Hashtag not over it. Never. Uh, all right. Let's see. My mom one. just talking. Just so, like, sorry. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> we were at my parents' house. I don't know what we were doing. Like this, this is summer. staying in. So whatever the story is. Yeah. Okay. Cut. We are talking about the Patriots and like, mm -hmm. oh, this been early on. And like, we were talking about Tom Brady. It was me and my dad and my brother. And then my mom's like, well, I mean, didn't they win the Super Bowl? And we were like, <laughs> are you Ma! dumb? Are you dumb? And she's like, what? And we're like, no, they fucking lost. Remember? And she's like, oh yeah. Oh, I'm over it. And me and my dad and my brother were like, fuck you. Get out of here. How could <laughs> you be over, over it? it? Oh God. We were so angry. Get a lobotomy and yeah, not tell Jesus us. What do you mean you're Christ. over it? Cut back on the Zoloft lady. You're way too calm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Let's go the other way. Sure. Which of the following were excellent decisions made by the Patriots? That's what it says. Which, how about which of the following was an excellent decision made by the Patriots? This had to have been a write-in also, right? No, because it's which of the following. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Hit All right, me. ready? Which of the following was an excellent decision made by the Patriots? Banning Alex Guerrero from the sidelines. Preventing Guerrero from treating players at Gillette. Julian Edelman accepting his suspension. Benching Butler in the Super Bowl. And treating Garoppolo. I don't know if any of them are like excellent decisions. I concur. The Guerrero stuff, I feel a kind of way about it because like I think that Bill trying to like assert himself by b getting rid of him in the first place like sort of created some friction. Yeah, sure. That may have been there in the first place, but like, I don't know. I can't call that an excellent decision. I don't think Alex Guerrero was making the team worse. Right. I think Alex Guerrero was undermining Bill Belichick's like 
power and authority, but I don't know if that necessarily makes the team on the field any worse. Right. Um, it's a weird... I think the best decision out of all those is probably Edelman just taking it. Agreed. Just take the fucking suspension, dude. You did it. What are you going to keep doing? Four-game vacation. Uh, you know Certainly what's weird? Certainly not any of the... Yeah, no. I mean, there really aren't many excellent decisions on that list. <laughs> no, they're all terrible I'll decisions. You, excellent decision. What? Signing J.D. Martinez. There's an excellent <laughs> decision. Yeah, we should have expanded this to other teams. Yeah. Uh, it, weirdly, benching Butler in the Super Bowl, 14% said that was an excellent well, yeah, decision. Yeah, those are all your like Bill Belichick fucking Ride truthers who just say he won five rings so he can do nothing wrong. Truthers. <laughs> Which is like, okay, if that's your take, that's your take, I guess. That's just like, I, I can't I can't imagine like living like that, you know? Yeah. No, I know. Uh, all right. Last one. Yeah. Here's a good one. This this is a this is a this is a this, this is, a is a no brainer for me. Tr- you ridiculous know question what to I'm ask gonna you, say. considering your opening take. Uh, true or false? I guess Tom Brady is less focused on football than he has been in the past. Do you agree with that statement? Strong agree. Strongly Strong agree, agree. With that statement or strongly disagree? Strong, Strong agree. agree. Less less focused. I mean, maybe he wasn't focused and we just didn't know before. Right. But now I know it, and so I'm questioning everything that he's doing and his decisions. Yeah, he told us he's not as focused on football. Using the man's words. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like when he says the whole like family thing, like I thought that was like, a, I thought that was like a ploy. I think he, he was just being a little bitch because he lost the Super Bowl and he was acting like a pussy and a baby and he was like pouting to himself and, I think and he, he was, just recorded it on camera like an asshole. And I think he was mad at Bill. Sure. And for Benjamin Butler. And just generally like, I, like for, for banning Guerrero and Benjamin yeah. Butler and ostensibly losing the Super Bowl. Like I, I just, I don't know. I think Tom Brady's just a fucking psychopath that like maybe, maybe that maybe, you know, going to, uh, eight Super Bowls and winning five and playing in the NFL for 18 years. Like maybe that's the point where now he looks back and says, yeah, maybe I have done everything there is to do and, you know, there's more to life than football. Maybe we're at that point. He, The fact that he hasn't reached that point yet, like yeah. previous to now, right. speaks to the fact that he's just like a competitive wacko that like can't not fucking care about football. Right. Like the, the thing I like the most about the, 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 not, I didn't really like much about it, but like that Facebook thing was like him, like in his freaking little office on his stupid little PC laptop with the clicker in his hand, watching <laughs> tape, like for hours. He's just like sitting there. You can just tell he's just like, a, he's just, he loves yeah. this crap. Crackpot. So I don't know that. I guess I'm like a soft agree on that. All right. Because well, he, because he'd have to be an idiot to not know that the end is nearer oh, than yeah. it used to be, right? Sure. Like that's just like You're not obvious. Going backwards there. Yeah. So like I guess from that standpoint, like he he has to be caring less about football. But I don't know. Anyways, who do you think the next team to win a championship is? Right. What'd you say? Did uh, I did I ask you that question? No, I'm gonna agree with you. That's the Patriots. Yeah, it's kind of. Right? It's hard to bet against that. Like. I can be angry about it and I can be mad and, but it's hard to bet against them. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, they, they still have the best chance to win. Right. I, I can't be convinced. Otherwise. Right. Maybe it's not this year, but like, I, I don't think any of the other teams are going to unseat them. Even if it was the 2020 Super Bowl. like I still think they have the best chance of winning that before the other teams win. Yeah. Right. You know, what's going to be fun about this NFL season. What? Who's the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? No. Yeah. It's going to be great. There is, I think there will be more parody in the NFL this year, which is interesting when you compare it to baseball and how we were just talking about how there's like no parody, you know, like you've got the top tier teams and then you got the shit at the yeah. bottom. I, I actually think in the NFL, like, man, one big highlight coming up this year, Brady and Aaron Rodgers play each other. Fuck yeah. I was looking Only at the tickets for that game. Only the second time ever. 
How does that happen? I think it's the first time ever. No, they. I think they played a Super Bowl against each other. No, they did not. There's no Packers Pats Super Bowl that ever happened. Ninety six. It was a Packers okay, Pats. Okay, shut Super up. Bowl. That's not. So fucking don't say Aaron ever. Uh, but no. Okay, maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't a Super Bowl, but they, I guarantee they played each other. One there was a regular back. season game in like twelve or thirteen, but Rodgers was hurt. That was a Matt Flynn game. It, it was it at Gillette. Oh really? Matt Flynn was the backup quarterback for the for the Packers, and he set the single game touchdown record for the Packers. Look that shit up on your iPhone X. How dare you? <laughs> Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have met only once before. Hmm. Okay, fine. I was right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. It was in Green Bay. The, the I think Patriots that was in 2014. defeated the Packers. Yeah, week 13, 2014. But that was the Matt Flynn game. No, it's not. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have only met once before. When the Packers defeated the Patriots 26 oh, 21 yeah, 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 in yeah. Green Bay. Rodgers threw for 368 yards, two touchdowns, and had a, a 112.6 passer rating. The Patriots have some interesting uh, opponents this year because they play Rodgers, they play Detroit, which means that they see old buddy Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he'll wear his Goodell t shirt to the game. That would be hilarious. Probably underneath. Yeah. Uh, they see Vrabel because they play Tennessee, it's which true. means they see Vrabel and Malcolm Butler. Uh, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, very true. Very true. Some really interesting games this season. They yeah, have a weird a ass schedule too. Like a Shitload ton of primetime games. Yeah, I was say, a ton of Thursday night and Monday night games. Two Thursdays and Monday, two Sundays. I think not that gr- Packers not great for us. Nighter. Not good for us. Yeah, no idea. We'll deal with that in a little while. Yeah, <laughs> when <laughs> it comes, we'll just record two episodes for each one. One where they win, one, and one they where win, they lose. One they lose. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, all right. Well, hey, we're, we're back. back. It's gonna be great. We have some new things for you this season that we're excited. We'll announce them kind of as they come. Yeah, totally. And get our act together a little bit more. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 